are so incredibly excited because we are just a couple of days away from our upcoming workshop all about the high priestess and intuition, trusting your inner voice. This is going to be a really beautiful, a really fantastic workshop where we are going to dive deeply into the archetype of the high priestess and offer you a ton of magical, practical, conceptual, and actual ways that you can get in touch with your own intuition using our friend, our interior, our aspiration, the key of the high priestess as our guide. We have just one more day for you to sign up to make the call to get the workshop. You can do that at strangemagicpodcast.com or you can click the link in the show notes. We can't wait to dive in deep with you. On today's episode of Strange Magic, we're going to be talking about intuition and you. Intuition. What is it? How do you use it? How can you have more of it? Stay tuned to find out. Here at Strange Magic, Amanda and I talk about our views on tarot and the ways in which we practice magic. And we understand that other people have different ways of practicing and different interpretations of the tarot, and that's totally okay. Take what you'd like and leave the rest. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here with you. I always love to be here with you. What are we going to be talking about today? My intuition tells me it's going to be really darn good. Well, my intuition tells me that your intuition is totally right. Well, here's what I want to know, Sarah. When we say that our intuition is right, what mm. are we talking about? What is intuition? Intuition is a clear knowing, a clear feeling. Intuition is when you feel exactly at peace in the moment. Intuition is when you have a sensation that you decide to follow and then it ends up coming true. Intuition is when you wake up in the morning with an idea or a thought and then you see it mirrored back to you throughout the day in symbols and in conversations that you have. Intuition is when one person says something and you've already been thinking about that and then another person says something similar and it's really affirming to you. I mean, those are just a few examples, but I want to know, what does intuition mean to you? Well, first of all, can I just say that all the things that you said sound really delicious. So I feel like intuition is a kind of deliciousness. And what you're saying makes me think of some of the things that Edgar Fabian Fria said when they were on our podcast in the Which Which Are You episode. They were talking about how these forms of knowledge that we're talking about, like intuitive embodied forms of knowledge, are systems that stand outside of the dominant culture. And 
I often think of intuition like that as well. The intuition is unauthorized knowledge. It's unauthorized knowing that bubbles up from inside, from in that deep, black, cold well of spirit and connection to the earth and her mysteries and nature and her mysteries and the imagination and the mysteries of the imagination. Oh, yes. I love that. I love also thinking about intuition as a remembering mm. and a reclaiming of our superpowers and of all of the ways we can access our inner knowledge. Oh, man, I just love thinking about this topic so much. Do you know what that makes me think of? Tell me, tell me. The term remembering, I feel like it's a really important one. Yeah. I always really associate it with Medusa, right? Because Medusa gets her head, she gets decapitated. Yeah. And I feel like that's the story of the sort of monstrous feminine in the history of our culture, that the intellect of femininity gets divorced or decapitated or cut off from the body. And so intuition is a way of remembering, putting back the head, the intellect, and the embodied wisdom that we experience. So what is dismembered is remembered through intuition. I feel like intuition is a way of connecting to that dark goddess within us, the ancient, the primordial. I love that so much. As you were talking about the Medusa... I was, of course, thinking about our friend, the high priestess, mm. and about how in the traditional tarot rendition of the high priestess, the high priestess on her head has a crown, the crown of Hathor, mm. which some people also will interpret as being a womb. Some people interpret it as being the three different phases of the moon and the way that it kind of looks on top of her head is almost like an open receptive container, kind of opening her up to the cosmos, opening her up to messages, opening her up to receiving and becoming this channel. So I go from the Medusa dismembered, remembered mm. to the high priestess opening up receptivity channeling all through the crown yeah it does look like a cauldron or that she is literally a vessel and she's wearing this cloak this this blue robe that to me is this cosmic swirl it like connects to the infinite realms of space but also to the ocean which is like going into the depths of the unconscious so she connects the depths of the personal unconscious to the infinite consciousness of the universe I mean bam I know what do you love in particular about the high priestess's particular vibration or energy or sense of intuition don't you think that the high priestess is kind of like a saint or a bodhisattva or one of those figures like a prophet that you might see in like various organized religions? 
And when I think of like a saint or a prophet or a bodhisattva, I think of like how we in different religions use those figures as vessels or vehicles to connect to whatever principle it is that they represent. And so the high priestess represents intuition. And by connecting to her, we connect to this divine but embodied consciousness. That's what I just sort of want to give a nod to the way that I think about the high priestess, believe it or not, is not as an individual or an entity that is separate or on a pedestal or is far away. I think of her as an archetype of being actually quite human. Mm. Like she went through a lot. She dealt with a lot of situations where her autonomy was literally taken away from her. She was separated, you know, from Mm. other people. Mm. When we have to reclaim and remember ourselves and our intuition, it usually is through a period of being alone Mm. and going through things and having to suffer or having to even recollect. I think a lot about the high priestess and recollection, literally not as like remembering, but like, oh, I have all of these fragments Mm. of who I was before. Regathering, recollecting. Exactly. Mm. Like I have to go here and get this piece or I have to sit quietly and conjure this piece. Who was I before this happened? Who am I now as a result? So I think of actually, believe it or not, the high priestess archetype, the more I spend time with her, the more human she becomes to me. That is so interesting. You have touched on so many fascinating subjects. First of all, I love that idea of recollecting. I I, I see it as like soul loss or fragments of the exactly. soul that have been like scattered like breadcrumbs throughout the forest totally. and that the high priestess helps us recollect the pieces of ourselves that have been lost and reclaim those parts to become whole and integrate ourselves into a monad, a unitary being. being. But what I'm also excited about is as you were speaking, I was thinking of how in the elemental tarot, the high priestess is called the virgin. And I was thinking about how in, you know, Christianity, the virgin is who you go to specifically in Catholicism is, is like how you reach God because she's known to petition God for you because she's this like loving embrace, right? Like oftentimes when you pray, you pray to the Virgin, like, you oh, know, right. sorry, my Jewish self. I'm all like, what? you're like, yeah, I don't I'm know. like, I know. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm not Catholic. I mean, I was raised a witch, but I, I happen to know that the Virgin is the intermediary. But what's so interesting to me is that the high priestess was also called the Popess. Remember? I do remember. In the beginning of the tarot. Yeah, the very beginning. And the Pope is the intermediary between these two these two realms, right? The worldly and the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. And so we see this happening again. But I feel like the god of the high priestess is not the god in the clouds, but the goddess of the earth and the depths and the bottom of the sea and the imagination and connection and connectivity. It's like she's everywhere 
nowhere and inside of us. Oh my God, I love her so much. Gentle listener, did you know that you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month? It's true. We've created a sponsorship offering that you can access just by going to strangemagicpodcast.com and you can sign up to support us between the levels of $3 a month and $21 a month. At the $3 level, you get an astral high five. At the $9 level, you get a blinking, sparkling little spell we're going to send your way. The $15 level, we have some secret surprises that we're cooking up for you that we're not going to share right now, but we'll share later. And at the $21 level, you can get access to all of our content for free for as long as we're making it. We are creating a ton of different workshops that we'll be introducing in the coming months. And we want you to be able to access that. So if you want to get more information and if you'd like to support us with your dollars and keep this show running, go to strangemagicpodcast.com. Thank you so much. We love you. So it's pretty clear that intuition is magnificent amazing beautiful we all want to connect more to it but what are some of the misconceptions that you had about intuition when you first started connecting to yours or do you feel like you always just knew what it was about can I answer in three bullet points that just popped into my head really quickly if you're able to do that because you are so organized then I applaud you one is I wish that I had known that my intuitive qualities were the ones that I was going to get teased for or made fun of or bullied or abused. I wish I had known that intuition isn't readily accepted in our society, seeing things or hearing things or however someone accesses their intuition can often be quite painful when you don't actually understand what is happening and when you don't have people to kind of walk you through it. So that's the thing I had wished I had known. I wish Intuition 101 could be taught in kindergarten or boundary work or energetic Mm. boundary work could be taught in elementary school like math or history or science. Mm. That's the first part I wish I had known. Well, so when you're speaking to that, what that reminds me of is when we were talking about in the advice episode how we were talking about ambition and capitalism and stuff like that and it made me think of how intuition is like a witch ambition right like intuition connects us to things that are maybe outside of the realms of the values of capitalist patriarchy so it's no wonder that you got made fun of for that stuff because it shows that you have a different system of values By the way, Witch Ambition is totally going to be our tour name when we take this on the show. Yes, please. And so to me, that speaks to this remembering that we were talking to before, right? Which is capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy has a reason why it separates the Medusa's head from her body. 
it doesn't want you to connect to that form of knowing. And then it tells you, oh, my form of knowing is better because every form of knowing that you have should be getting you towards these aims of, of more and more consumption, working harder and harder, feeling free and at liberty to exploit. But intuition connects you to a different set of values, principles, desires, experiences. Could not agree more. The only other thing I just wanted to say too about a misconception about intuition that actually tangled me up for quite a while and left me separate from accessing my intuition was this belief. It was either a book I read or a class I took or I I heard or read this somewhere. And uh, it really stuck with me in a way that kept me separate from it. And that is this belief that in order to be a psychic, you have to have the gift of sight. Like Mm. you have to be able to see things. And Mm. I don't have that gift. I mean, I guess I could cultivate it. I definitely have my art come, come in my brain all as one. Like I'll just be like, Oh, this is what I have to make. And then I'll Mm. have to sit down and try to like recreate it. Mm. But I don't, for example, when I'm with a client, I will very rarely like maybe, one in 20 clients will I see an image or Mm. see something and for a really long time I thought that meant I wasn't intuitive Mm. and so what I wish someone had told me and what I hope that people who are listening you know if they have misconceptions about intuition I hope they know that intuition comes in every color of the rainbow there is intuitive sensing there's intuitive voice hearing there's intuitive channeling there's intuitive dialoguing with the elements or with trees emotion you know so it can come in so many different ways and it's sort of our sort of fun cosmic homework Mm. to figure out what are the different ways that you can get in touch with your unique form of intuition that is so important I had a very similar experience when I first started getting in contact with all of this stuff. I really think it's kind of an influence of the media as well that you have this idea of having a vision, quote unquote. In the media, we have this idea that when we connect to our intuition or that when we're a seer or whatever, that we literally see and that it plays in front of us like a movie, like crisp and clear Kodachrome, high grain, But that is often just not at all what happens. Like you might just see a glimmer of a color and that will send you off into thinking about all these other things and realms. And that you can also use your imagination to to launch it, to initiate it. So maybe you just get a flash of orange and then you push deeper and you add a little to that and that the imagination is the porthole to the spirit realms and that you're allowed to use that as a little kickstarter and that you don't need to expect that your visions are going to play for you like you're watching you know game of thrones like i hope they never do because that would be a violent vision baby (laughs) real violent right but like in the game of thrones she like sees stuff in the flames and you think oh she must be really seeing the map of everything but really in fact it might just be like an insight that she is triggered in her mind and to be really clear gentle listeners of course there are intuitives and psychics who do see and have visions so i'm not knocking that either i'm just saying that I wish I had known it was wider, more expansive, you know, more encompassing than whatever I had learned early on. So and then I- when you tune into it, like once you start noticing what it actually is for you, 
then it starts to become stronger and stronger. So you might see things more clearly or you might hear things more clearly once you just start to recognize, oh, that's actually a vision. But sometimes because we, we're led to expect that it's going to be a certain thing that we don't even notice when the actual thing is happening. Notice your noticing. Hmm. Amanda, I have one last question for you. Okay. What are you most excited about for our High Priestess workshop that's coming up with accessing your intuition and trusting your inner voice? I'm so excited. Okay. I'm genuinely pumped about exploring intuition with people and helping people connect to their intuition because it has meant so much to me. Like it's really enriched my life so profoundly and exactly as we were just saying like there were so many things that I didn't know and it took me so long because nobody just said this is how you do it this is the way that you were supposed to connect to it or like offered me signals or advice or or tools you know I mean I guess we do get them from some different places but what I'm really excited about is putting all my knowledge or a lot of it in one place where people can access it What are you excited about? Very similarly to you, I am just excited about talking, dialoguing, exploring. I'm also really excited about it because I'm going to do all of the activities and listen to the meditation. On our workshop we did about the card of the year, I did all of it. I burned the candle. I initiated my archetype. So I'm just excited to do the same thing. I think that by the end of me doing the worksheets, the tarot pulls, the meditation, really exploring different ways that I can access my intuition, I might be feeling like a heck of a lot clearer and more intuitive. I'm so excited to find out what we're going to remember about ourselves. We could go on and on all day, but we got to wrap it up. We are going to see some of you at the workshop. Yeah, that's when we're really going to be able to go into this stuff a lot more deeply. So I hope that we get to see you there. But if not, we'll see you next week when we talk about everyone's favorite enigmatic archetype, the hanged one. Hang in there till then. Witches in Istanbul, witches in Denmark, witches in Mexico, there's a witch wherever you are.